Hello, uh, welcome to episode five of Immature Themes. Uh, a little bit late this month because, you know, there's a global pandemic going on. So I took a while to edit this one, but it is a good theme. Um, so I'm Tara and I'm here to guide you through my friends talking music and nonsense. Um, you know, the ratio of that, depending on the number of beers that we have had. Um, so the theme this month is protest songs. Uh, it was a really fun one, I think, um, because, you know, 2020, what a year. It's been quite tumultuous, tumultuous, um, with a lot of extremely and overdue protests, but a lot of utter nonsensical protests also, um, aka those anti-maskers. Why has that become political? Who? I. Anyways, not the podcast to discuss this, <laughs> but so uh, me and my mates get together and we talk about our favorite protest songs, which was really interesting. Um, and we've added an addition this month. My buddy Seb is also there. So there's five of us to talk through this. So uh, enjoy. And uh, oh, I made an email. So if there is anything that we missed or if you have suggestions for themes, hit us up at immaturethemes at gmail.com. Enjoy. Hi. And it's recording. Here we are. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, we're we have a fifth member uh, this time around. Old Seb Rooney, um, Sebi, fellow Corkonian. Um, Sergeant Seb. Sergeant Seb. Sergeant Seb. I was going to call you Seb MacGyver for some reason. That makes no sense. Wow, I love it. Okay. <laughs> this is like that time the Power called. Rangers got that Green Ranger, and there were more Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> That was a great story arc. I loved it when he was kind of bad at the start. Yeah, it was very dark for a. I loved it. Saturday morning children's cartoon. I didn't know that was a real thing. I thought you were joking. It was real. I, I mean, I can, it can be. I can joke about real things. I mean, I always had pegged Seb for like a pink Power Ranger. There was a, a petite woman, but I'll take it. You know. <laughs> Do you think I got a, a derriere like the Pink Ranger? That's a win for me. Uh, what's her name? Mary Jo something. Mary Lou. Um, I don't know, but Seb, do you want to introduce yourself and say what kind of music you like? <laughs> uh, sure. Hey, that. I'm Seb. Almost. <laughs> take that. Is that what you said? Take that. Is they're not bad. No, no. Hate that. Oh. I, take uh, that also. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm Seb. I I play in a metal band with Paul and Connor. I mostly play in metal and doom emo screamo bands, and I mostly listen to this that but i also listen to a lot of stuff i got a ton of records all kind of avanti stuff and you want to say the name of your band oh yeah sure grim goya and uh don't look into this but I'm pr everyone calls me big ron so that's also a useful <laughs> name <laughs> absolutely nobody calls him that that is just like his, I mean, his uh, zoom name always big underscore ron well maybe yeah. all all of the 30 listeners minus us will call him that <laughs> Yeah, Seb it's does your um, like five seven. I'm just looking at pictures of, of the pink Power Ranger now. Okay, fantastic. Oh, okay, great. Is, did the I was like, who's her name? And I'm like, ah, oh, there she is. A lot of really denim, a lot evil, of pink, and a lot of denim. Evil Teletubby, no. Uh, the the, the the baby that was in the sun that was the evil one. Oh man, oh, it was like weird. a it was. The, the Teletubbies was actually like a, a sister piece to uh, 2001 yeah. A Space Odyssey that had the moon baby. Who'd win in a fight? Him? Teletubbies or the Power Rangers? Wait, who, who did the sun baby from the Teletubbies end up becoming? Sun Freeman. Is this baby from the Teletubbies <laughs> sun a famous person now? Is that the thing? I don't. I've never heard that. I don't that's think it would even be. When was the Teletubbies like? I mean, that's a pretty good thing to claim. Like, you could put that on your Hinge profile. Like, they'd, be in their, up, they'd, be, but... they'd be in their early 30s now. Do you think so? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And is this just... Let's... I'm, am I the only one here with two monitors so I can like talk to you as I'm Google shit at the same time? Actually, I, mean, I have two monitors. I don't know what's going on with mine. It's very off-putting, Connor, because you're never looking at us. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's more like I'm getting interviewed in TV, you know what I mean? No one wants to like... Like, who's in your kitchen that you keep looking at? Like? It's my other screen. I know, it's um, a joke. Oh, well, it's off to a great start. Jokes are rolling out and the laughter is following. Boo. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, Sebi, did you do homework? 
I did too much. I have like seven songs. I've got like four, eight, four well, so, um, Yeah, so Seb texted me being like, how many songs do you need? Because I got seven and I was like, one. I liked this theme a lot. Like, so I have this book um, that I'm showing you guys. It's called uh, A History of Protest Music and it's 33 mm-hmm. Revolutions Per Minute, which do you get it? Yeah. 33, yeah. good. Um, but it's a by Dorian Linsky, who's like a music critic for The Guardian, I think. And I bought this in Ireland before I moved here because I just found uh, an Aaron Rudd Aaron ticket in it <laughs> from going to Cork to Mill Street in April, 2011. Oh, no. how, much was it, how much was it in 2011? Tenor one way. Oh, that's good. That's good but sometimes you didn't have to pay. You didn't never had to pay going from Mill Street to Cork because there'd be nobody at the station if you went late enough in the day. How long of a journey that? Like an hour. An hour. Depending an hour. an hour. Depending on how long you have to stay at Mallow, you always have to change at Mallow. So about a two can train ride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Savage. Yeah, but I used to volunteer in Cork um, when I lived at home, so I would go up all the time. Um, this was before I moved here, but yeah. Um, and then with what's going kind of on in the world and like there's so many uh, protests and stuff now, I thought it was a good subject. And uh, yeah, there's like so many more protest songs than you think. Like I think before I, not before I read this, but like I think when you think of a protest song, it's like Bob Dylan and Joan Baez and like Woody Guthrie and it's sort of a bit boring and like we shall overcome and like bring people together. And like, I mean, those are also valid protest songs, but there's so much, so many more. So uh who wants to go first? Okay, Seb, go first. Okay. Uh, so just to clarify, I probably will only have time to talk about one, so I'll have to pick one that is my favorite, I guess. I'm gonna, I'll, we, we usually allow like an honorable mention. You're like one okay. that was really good, and then you pick your favorite. Okay, I'm going to list all of them just really quickly. Okay. And then well, we'll you, might, you might use ones that we're going to say, though, exactly. if you list too many. Okay, I'll do it at the end. I'll, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just pick the one I want to do, and then at the end, <laughs> if you haven't said them, I'll say it. I bet you there'll be overlap on this. Like, I think oh, yeah. that people will overlap yeah. on my one. Like, yeah. Well, I, I obviously picked the Wolf Tones, like everyone else probably did. But <laughs> I did. I picked, uh, Men Behind the Wire. It's probably one of my favorite songs of all time anyway, aside from it being a protest and Irish song. It's, it's funny that like catchy. when you guys mentioned rebel songs that didn't even occur to me actually and then i realized that yeah those are oh, yeah. all protest songs like as well well this one has a lot of nostalgia for me when i was a kid my buddy gargo who to this day is still like the biggest wolf tones fan he's been to see him i can't tell you how many times gargo but, actually behind a wire actually behind a wire but he's we used to have like a, a little jukebox with the tapes and he'd always bring out like a wolf tones mixtape and we'd all have dance music or rap or whatever and he'd always just bring Wolf Tones. And uh, that one song, Men Behind the Wire, I used to love it. And I kind of looked into it when I got older. Um, it's, it came out in 1971, and it's all about Operation Demetrius. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Connor, you probably are, but did you guys know about Operation Demetrius? You know of it, you just maybe didn't know the name. I, never, been, I don't believe I've ever heard of that. No. It's the, the name for the British government uh, authorized this plan for the Northern Irish um, police force and uh, the British army to go into Belfast and kidnap essentially everyone. They, hundreds of people they, and men they thought were associated with the IRA. This is in 1971 and they put them in like internment camps of sorts. Uh, so the whole song is about people getting pulled from their beds in the middle of the night. They would do it like they do dawn raids, just bust in, drag people out and then put them into makeshift prisons. Wow. The uh, lyrics. I, I was are, like, which particular time the Brits did that? Does this refer to? <laughs> this was this was like the biggest, the big one, the big Operation Demetrius, nineteen seventy one. Um, the funny thing about it is though, so this song came out like they, Paddy, uh, I was about to say Paddy McGuinness, Jesus, uh, Paddy <laughs> McGuigan, he, uh, Paddy McGuigan from the Wolf Tones wrote this song. Of course, he's very vocal. He himself was taken into one of the internment camps oh, really? by the British army after he released the song. And he says it was revenge for how, how much of a stir the song caused. Wow. Oh yeah. But have, the, you, have you heard, um, there's a podcast that Blind Boy did, a live podcast with the Wolf Tones. Have you heard that one? I actually have never heard a, wolf, uh, a, a Blind Boy podcast full stop. Oh, it's really good. It's, um, is that the singer's name, Paddy? Paddy McGuigan, yeah. There's so three he, main guys. He talks about it. He, he talks about how like, um, they like the come out you black and tans is like the biggest selling song but it's never ever been played on irish radio because it's so political that like even to this day that it's like 
it became number one, but has never gotten radio airplay. And then uh, they t- well, they are to you're a pack of prods, like so. <laughs> but they tell um, he tells these stories about how they had to get like evacuated for, from gigs sometimes and like smuggled back down south. And it's um, yeah, it's the Blind Boy podcast. It's a good, really good episode because yeah, he's he's like out. a storyteller. So sometimes you can tell he's just like playing to the crowd and he's like, bah, bah, bah. yeah, yeah. I've what seen is- them uh, seen them twice actually, randomly. Once it's in Sydney, yeah, Sydney, Australia, and uh, back in Dublin years ago. In- they play here. They play Toronto a bit. They played here a few times. Yeah. Really, yeah. It's That's, funny. It's I funny mean, that the Irish radio never play Come Out You Black and Tens because two prominent enough British people have done covers, so to speak. Y'all know one of, of them? Steve. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that. The very, the very that was, recent episode of Alan Partridge. No. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> It caused what a stir it caused. But have you seen that video? Fantastic. Yeah. No, I haven't seen oh, it. Watch it. Oh my god, it's so good. It's he plays Alan Partridge and then he also plays this like Irish musician on and they start doing starting come black and tans and it's unreal. Okay. I think Alan Partridge is kinda like doesn't realise, but the co presenter's like, that's an IRA song. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a very funny clip. The whole episode is great. Yeah. It's a, but uh, also Dido, I didn't know this, Dido has a few lines from Men Behind the Wire in one of her own songs. Oh. Is it one Dido. of the three Dido songs that I like? I, I used don't to know. listen to her album a lot. That, that first album yeah. that had the Stan song on it. I remember liking that a lot. That, that album's got a few good songs. The one, um, White Flag. And, oh, yeah, that's great. Um, I don't particularly like Car Seat Headrest for various reasons, but Car Seat Headrest, like, interpolated... Uh, the a bit of that into one of their songs, and it was like, what was going on? Thanks. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my one. I, that, was, I mean, that, that was your main one, or was that your honorable that's, mention? That's my that's the main one that I cared about. That's like yeah. the my favorite song, one of my favorite songs in general. And it happens to be a protest song. I also like Irish Trad a lot. I and I, I want to call some work. God uh, damn it. Is that same Ask guy? them what, they, what their favorite protest song is. Or just play the boy behind the wire. Imagine. <laughs> now, what I want to do is as we go through our songs and Seb to pipe up if we manage to it's like bingo Seb with the seven. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say don't use the word pipe and Seb in the same sentence. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, that's I'm gonna, a it's going to be hard for, uh, that's going to be hard for Seb. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I have started that rule. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I would. Can I say it, Tara? You yeah, can all. You fine. can all say it. I just don't care for it that much, and and Seb overuses that word. I only use it a lot because I'm a romantic man. Oh God! I fall in love too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was a video. Anya's face just looked like she'd been shot there, like crazy. Like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm not as good at Connor at just looking at the other screen and being like, Ooh. I know you're, you're not good at multitasking. I don't think that you should do another screen. True. Do you want to go next on you? Seeing as you no. gave me uh, 30 minutes of research before this. So it's actually re- real time research. Oh, okay. So, so do you want one of the rest of us to go? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Connor, go Connor, go next. Um, so, uh, I was kind of like trying to figure out like what um, what makes a protest song because the first thing that kind of popped into my head was um, Phil Oaks, uh, Love Me, I'm a Liberal, um, which is uh, a fantastic song and very funny. And it's a kind of send up of how liberals behave. And they're like, you know, I think we talked about this maybe in the previous one where they're like... Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm sad that Martin Luther King got shot, but also he shouldn't have been such a rabble rouser, you know. Um, but book, I don't think it technically counts as a protest song. It, it's hard to know. This book starts with a quote from Phil Oaks, though. It's um, well, there's three quotes: one from Joan Baez, one from Oscar Wilde, and one from Phil Oaks that says, uh, "As bad as it may sound, I'd rather listen to a good song on the side of segregation than a bad song on the side of integration." So, that's 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 fair. Um. So I, and I've got what was the other one? I mean, I I I read a comment and read it this morning talking about Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth, and I was like, wow, that would be a almost two on the nose option. I don't know um, that song. Hmm? 
I don't know that. You song. do. You do. do I? Yeah. Everybody look what. Oh yeah. Okay. I know that. Um, but yeah, honorable mention to my boy Bruce Springsteen and uh, Born in the USA, which is like, um, it's actually similar to the song that I ended up picking. It's kind of one that when you like listen to it on the surface, it's like, yeah, this song's like catchy and hooky and I kind of sing the chorus and then you read the lyrics and you're like, oh, fuck. Um, and so the song I ended up picking and I came across it because it was like, okay, like what is a protest song? What defines it compared to any other political song or something? And it came up on the list of ones and I didn't really realize and I hadn't read into the lyrics too much, but I listened to it a lot and it's um, Living for the City by Stevie Wonder. Um Ooh. And it's like seven minutes of like two riffs. One riff, which is like a bound, bound, bound. And the other one, which is just like a fucking synth odyssey. But it's just telling the story about this like black kid in young man in kind of Mississippi, uh, like kind of pre or during segregation and stuff. And then, you know, he wants to get out and moves to New York and ends up being getting put in prison and all this kind of stuff. And it's, um, uh, it's kind of re- talking about the the white flight thing. Is that that where you know, like the and the urbanization where like a lot of black people move into city centers and white people move to the suburbs and yada yada yada. But it's um, it's just a really awesome song as well. And uh, Stevie Wonder's like someone that I got into like. I got into and I was like, why didn't anyone ever tell me Stevie Wonder was amazing? I kind of always thought oh, it was kind of like superficial almost, you know what I mean? Like kind of singing kind of... No, it's called superstitious. Superstitious. <laughs> um, and But then I'm like, oh, he like plays like fucking every fucking instrument in this shit and it's like and he's got like four or five different voices that he puts on in different verses and everything's fucking banging. Um and I got it. This is off Inner Visions, which is like probably his second best album, but it's kind of one of the more like, I think it's a little bit more like edgy. It's probably one of his edgier albums. And I got into it because Kanye was like, Inner Visions is the best album of all time. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick that on. I'm like, oh, it's very good. Anya, was it you that went to see Stevie Wonder recently? No. It was Connor. It was, it that was, was you. Guy oh, was of course. Because yeah. you were in North Ontario, I believe, no? That's there what it was. I thought it was Onya. <laughs> um, yeah, we went to see him in Casino Rama last summer. I think it was last summer. Right. It's actually yeah. called Casino Rama. Casino Rama, <laughs> and you're going in. It's weird because they have like I guess they pay people. They pay a big guarantee to have. They have a lot of musicians come in. That guy, Trevor Noah, is it the South African guy? Yeah. He like did a, a setup there that like actually one of the girls we were with went to see, and. Um, a setup where, makes it sound like he was like putting two people on a date. Where, where, yeah. Where is it, Connor? Uh, it's like, what's the, the oh, lake? Barry? It's, it's, on the way, it's on the way to Barry, isn't it? I think it's kind of, it's a little bit more northeast. What's that lake that's just east of Barry? It's Simcoe. Simcoe. It's kind of the, around the north end of Lake Simcoe. Really? Yeah. Um, and I think it's up that way anyway. Um, and you go in and you park and you have to like walk through the entire fucking casino. Oh yeah. They do that on purpose. Of course you do. Um, and I was like fucking the youngest person there. Like it was great. It was amazing. And he put on such a show like that. Did he guy sing that song? Um, I can't remember. I think he did. He didn't play like every song that I love, but I remember being like incredibly satisfied with the set list and mm-hmm. what a guy. Oh, tells right. a lot of jokes about being blind. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, I saw him down in San Francisco at a festival years ago, and it was like three day thing. Metallica uh, headline one night, Stevie Wonder another night, and then uh, Neil Young actually the other night. That's so, pretty yeah, good. Pretty good mix. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had fun. Perfect. Wow. There you go. Nice. I thought it was funny you're saying the trying to decide what a protest song is though, because I was thinking about that when I was researching it. That um. I was like, mine isn't modern, um, but I was thinking about like, like Childish Gambino's like This mm. Is America. Mm. Is that a protest song if you haven't seen the video? Like if you just listen to that song, is that a protest pretty song? I'm pretty sure the lyrics are pretty <laughs> I was trying to listen to it though and it's like, it is, but it's not, uh, yeah. 
sure the lyrics. Doesn't say a in the lyrics but yeah, yeah. it's Man, just we the video talking. is so powerful for that that it really like like for like a modern day thing that's what i was thinking of uh career i know you enjoyed this as a theme what are your picks uh there's loads oh my god the more you kind of started thinking about it like seb kind of covered the irish rebel song um which was one aspect i had a honorable mention almost my pick would have been the pogues doing um the band played waltz and matilda which is, is an anti space yeah it's an anti-war sort of protest song yeah for sure um i didn't pick that and then you can go down the punk route serious fertile ground there um and as tara you mentioned obviously the folky sort of bob dylan Woody Guthrie job, right? Even <clears throat> I was thinking then about um, what's Buddy's name? Billy Bragg. Billy Bragg, oh, exactly. Is that who you were thinking of? Billy Bragg. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I knew somebody would pick Billy Bragg. Yeah, I didn't pick Aww. Billy Bragg, but that uh, crossed my mind as well. Um, and then oh, I went Billy down. Bragg's so good. God damn it. Why didn't I pick Billy Bragg? Yeah. So good. So uh, I was thinking. Then I went down thinking about reggae, oh, and there's Dylan? a lot of uh, Bob, oh, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Sorry, Bob Marley. Oh my God. Uh, no. Well, yeah, Bob Marley has some for sure, but there's others. There's plenty others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't pick any of those either. So eventually, just because I eventually landed on um, a guy called Robert Wyatt, and um, he's an English guy, and. Uh, it's a song I always loved, and I, you know, I, I could gather that it was protesty or there was implications, but you know, I, I ended up looking it up, and it, the the song's called Shipbuilding, and it's it's written around the time of the Falklands War, and um, people, all the shipyards in England, and also Harn Wolf in Belfast as well, you know, so they, the rumors are they're 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 going to start shipbuilding which is great for the economy and like the people are kind of somewhat uh behind that but the ironic side of it is that you know at the same time these families are getting work through building ships that are going off to fight in the war that are getting sunk and members of their own family are getting killed and you know uh, you know drowned or whatever uh, by these ships being you know destroyed but then they keep building them so it's kind of there's it's just dripping an irony with with this um and i also which i never realized elvis costello actually wrote the wrote the tune oh and um, although the robert wire version is um the main one right so i um, haven't heard that song Greer. what kind of uh like melody uh, or what kind of music is it it's kind of doleful slowish but um i think there's kind of piano in it yeah but yeah you'll have to check it out after but uh, it's a great tune regardless um and then it has obviously overlap with this theme and it was good because I, I i never really understood the exact uh story behind it until i looked it up um prior to this so yeah it's good there you go i'll have to check it out that's a good yeah. one yeah um just thinking about uh songs that Connor could have chosen, like Billy Bragg. Um, I'm surprised that you didn't choose um, Holiday in Cambodia. Because you always sing that. that song a lot. Yeah. B? Yeah. Only when people are talking about going to Cambodia. It's not the only... <laughs> when yeah, I, like, yeah, when you're going, after I came like, back, yeah, I'm going on holiday in Cambodia, I was like, it's a holiday. But other than that, it doesn't come up. All right. Well, that's um, like a protest song too. Yes, I, um, think, I, I think we should all be very proud that I didn't pick a Stiff Little Thinker song. So there's that. You were wearing your shirt last night, Connor, in fact. Yeah. Your <laughs> um, blue sweater. Seb, have yeah. any of them um, hit anything on your list yet? No, no. I Oof. thought I thought they might pick them. I picked up some No, no. More. You, you don't have to. Do, don't, no, not till we're done. Not till we're done. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, Anya, do you want me to go or are you ready? As ready as I'll be. No, I think when I started this, I was like, okay. I think I went through a lot of the same thoughts you guys did about protest songs and the obvious ones. I was like Googling protest songs and all the usual ones come up. But um, then I kind of started to think about it a bit more. And 
Just um, there about five minutes ago. An hour ago, was, yeah. You... <laughs> Incorrect. No, I did do about 20 minutes during the week of thinking about this. <laughs> it was a busy week. But um, yeah, like kind of protest songs, protest songs in terms of, you know, obviously the Irish protest songs, You majority of the protest songs that come up immediately are all the American sort of 60s protest songs of which you could choose hundreds. Um, but then as I started to think about like protest songs in terms of like feminism and everything that's going on, um, I started to go in a different direction. But that's not where I picked my song from. I picked MIA Paper Planes. Ooh. As my, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because, well, I think it's a great song. Um, it's punchy. It's very protesty. But in the lyrics too is, uh, you know, about being an immigrant and trying to get into, she was trying to get into the States at the time and all the trouble she had. So, so yeah, she, she's very political. Like her background yeah. is like leaving the Sri Lankan war and that her father was yeah. some sort of, he uh, was very involved was in, in it. Yeah. He was in the Tamil Tigers or something. Yeah. 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 That a cricket team? So that's why they were taken into the UK, I believe. <laughs> it is not a cricket team, Paul. I, they play the Black Panthers in fucking cricket every year. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm a bit bummed at MIA though because she is not like, I think she came out and said some things against like coronavirus that. Not that really? she's an anti-vaxxer, but she's like, you should question vaccines. And I'm just like, oh, why? She's on the cusp, that's the case. My research yeah. didn't bring me there. <laughs> yeah, I saw her play at Electric Picnic years ago, though, just be- before she got really big from that song. She was playing in a tent, and it was fucking amazing. Like, it was so I've never good. seen her live. Yeah, me neither. I don't oh. buy a lot of... You guys, you guys were at that Electric Picnic. It was the same one where Grinderman played, and I think... Oh, that was the best one, yeah. And the Beastie Boys, like MIA played at that. My Blue Valentine, Sam oh, Hughes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty oh, sure yes. Nick Cave did, wow. not Nick Cave, um, Henry Rollins did Spoken Word there that year as well. Like Possibly. it was wild. What year was that? Ah, Jesus. That was 2000 and... Yeah. It's not been good eight. in a long time. 2008. Yeah. Mm. I actually bought that record on 7-inch paper planes. I actually... I bought it off a friend of mine who was selling some vinyls and she had some alternate cover ones that were like more expensive. And I just really liked the cover of this one. It's like white with these kind of eighties looking shapes. And it was like yeah. 17 pounds or something. And I was like, fuck it. Okay. Her documentary is on Crave. It's pretty good. Yeah. About her. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit, but I don't want to write her off as an anti-vaxxer. I must look into it more, but I was a bit annoyed that she kind of came out saying stuff like that, especially with coronavirus. You're like, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a good one. Did you have any other honorable mentions or was it just that's what was it? Um, <laughs> oh, you may, I'm stressing you out now. Dude, just like, fucking... For fuck's sake, Tara, I gave you one song and now you're asking for another one. They're like, so don't give us the new word. <laughs> you fucking tell us what you've got on your invisible fucking list. <laughs> oh, I'll just see right here. I've got, okay, uh... I've, okay, well, I've got some written down here that I fucking know nobody has. Um, Lady Gaga, Born This Way. That is in its own way a protest song. That is a protest song, yeah. Um, That's a great song. Aretha Franklin, Respect. Oh, yeah. Um, June. Wow. Nice. There you go. Good stuff. Um, I just burped. Sorry. Um, I'll give you guys mine. So when I was thinking about protest songs, as I was saying earlier, um, I get more inspired by the really angry ones because not that protests should be riots, but you know, you should feel mad enough to go out and peacefully protest. Um, but so then my honorable mentions were obviously just like Rage Against the Machine because I'm just like, how could mm. you not like I forgot you know, to mention them? That was my very first thought, actually. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't yeah. want to go down that road. So yeah. like, okay, everyone's picking this. I didn't, I didn't know they were political bands. Oh. oh, you saw that meme where the it's like a lot of right conservatives are dumping Rage Against the Machine because of their political beliefs and Tom Morello's just something they're being like, did you ever listen to a single song? What did you think we were raging against? I know, I saw Yeah, in, I saw that, yeah. Oh, in this idiot. book, they had um, Sleep Now in the Fire. Is that like, that's the obvious one that Michael Moore did the music video outside Wall Street. Um, but obviously, I think Killing in the Name is more like, mm. what other protest song you get like, fuck you. I won't do yeah. That. yeah. Mm. 
I wanted to, I thought, well, I not wanted to do anything, but I, I thought it'd be funny if there was an Indian cover band of Rage Against the Machine and called uh, Rage Against the Machine. Nice. I, oh, I thought you were going to go to that. Against the Machine. I would go see that big yeah. time. Be sweet. Um, and then, like, the other ones that are very obvious are obviously, <laughs> obvious or obviously, uh, the NWA, Fuck the Police, like, that one is mm. always so mm. powerful. And then there's the, um, B. Dolan has the cover that's Film the Police, which is the more, basically the same that. thing. Yeah, he's he's on, um, Scroobius Pip puts him out on his label in the UK, and I think he's on, like, an independent label in the state. He's sort of like a similar spoken word-ish guy. Um, but yeah, he has, it's like the same thing, but it's like film the police. Um, but then when I was like thinking about stuff and like songs that are really, um, kind of just have the passion in them, I went for Nina Simone's Mississippi Goddamn. I think that's oh, yeah. a good protest song. Um, it was written after the, um, Alabama church bombing that killed four little girls in the 70s um and yeah when you listen to the live at carnegie hall one you can just sort of it's like um she describes it as like a show tune without the show and uh i don't know we've talked about this on stuff before i like when songs sound one way but when you actually listen to them there's something completely different um so this is like yeah Anya, can you play this piano it's like doop, 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 doop. that song uh, no. yeah <laughs> in, a, in a couple of weeks maybe yeah um but it's really like showtimey and like upbeat and then you listen to the lyrics and she's just like fuming and uh yeah i really like it that's my, my pick cool Seb, did we hit did we hit any of your other six so close to a few of them but uh, they weren't exact no so the very neil young neil young the very fr- actually i know neil young has a bunch that's just like we're running out of oil <laughs> like thanks neil the very first one I thought of when I thought protest song, because uh, it always stuck with me. I watched this documentary in two, the year 2000 of the most controversial songs of the 90s. And number one was Cop Killer by Body Count, Ice T. Mm. Fucking what a banger. Uh, and then, so that you know the lyrics to it. Like, uh, it's just literally, I'm a cop killer, better you than me. Cop killer, fuck police brutality. Cop killer, I know rhyme. your family's grieving. Fuck them. Cop killer, but tonight we get even. Oof. But so Ice-T, man, he took, he, like I remembered it. I remember, I don't remember, it was like 92 they released it. They started writing it in 1990, 1991. The LA riots were in 92 and they released it in 92 and had the lyrics changed and they called out some specific people. But George Bush, like, took a serious, George Bush Sr. took a serious dislike to Ice-T after that song and was like on a war path against him. <laughs> it was fucking... I don't remember that happening, of course. I, w- I remember watching the documentary that was about this. That'd be really funny. I wonder if he never watches like any TV shows or movies that he's been in. He's like, that fucking Ice-T. Like Ice-T plays a cop now, and he played a cop yeah. in yeah. New-, New Jack City, or what was that one? Escape yeah. New Jack City. Yeah. And he has what? like that, he had that reality show for a long time as well, didn't he? Oh, him and, his, him and his wife, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I like Ice-T. I would watch Yeah, ice is great. Yeah. So the, the funny thing about it is he stayed, and I wrote this quote down because he states, this is pretty funny. I'm singing in the first person as a character who's fed up with police brutality. I, I ain't never killed a cop, but I feel like it a lot of times, but I never did. If you believe I'm a cop killer, then you believe David Bowie's an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. really interesting how yeah. music gets that, where like he can go on and play a show where he kills a cop play in a movie and everyone's like yeah whatever and he's like singing a song about it and everyone's like oh buddy yeah well that's what inspired nina simone with that song i was just reading that book on it that um after she heard about it she was so mad that she said she tried to make a zip tie gun i don't know what this is like where you like make your own thing or anyway she's like i wanted to go out and like kill a cop and then realize that she's like no i'm so angry i'm just gonna write a song instead (laughs) Look, there was a rapper actually who, like, he wasn't famous rapper, but he would he actually had murdered someone, and he was boasting about it in his lyrics. And the cops actually used that, like, there were similarities with the case or whatever. And oh, they, wow. Gucci Mane. Yeah, he actually got done over it. Wasn't that Gucci Mane? Yeah, I have no idea who the name was. It was too long ago, and he wasn't. Oh, no, no, no worthy sure. to. It, uh, who knows? But that happened. Yeah, Tara, that 
that um oh yeah i was gonna go out and kill a cop instead i thought i'd just write a song about it, it really reminds me of uh, in the simpsons where who shot mr burns and mr burns like steals the sunlight from this from the from the town and Tito Puente is like I'll get my revenge on Mr. Burns with a fiery samba (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) or Ma was like um, if someone steps to your fly girl just give one of these and he's doing like the street dance Do you want a quick list of my other ones? I'll read oh, them. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, Sidney. The yeah. other ones are, obviously enough, Gil Scott Heron, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, goes without saying. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, every Single Hope Is Noise song, I wrote down too. You wrote down Every Single Hope Is Noise. I always love there's a lyric that they have, just that I'm not Jeremy Kyle, and they rhyme it with a smile or something. So it's, uh, please don't tell me your problems, I'm not Jeremy Kyle, yeah. Please don't tell me we're happy. And I must... Yeah, something, something's, like a, something's a smile or something yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um that's one i wrote down but it's actually i i feel that might not even be that political it's official party line the alert the course no, they do have a lot of uh yeah that album specifically has stuff because that was when we were like that recession the 2008 yeah. crash like yeah well that's um, that song's called official party line so it definitely seems lions led by donkeys to me is one and then the newest yeah. one tantrum but it has a in brackets p tantrum <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I just remember them to, like singing about the IMF. And I was just like, woo. Oh, yeah. The, Dan, Dan's a big political man. He's big into Irish history as well. Uh, and the last one I had is Fugazi, uh, Five Corporation. Ooh, Z. I know that one. So uh, just Fugazi about how it's kind of like the, they're, they're giving out about, this is way back, giving out about the Walmart model of how it only takes a few corporations to go into a city, shut down all the big businesses or small businesses, and then you're just left with like five corporations in the whole world. But that's kind of what Rage Against the Machine were protesting against was like globalization and, and that sort of stuff. There wasn't really like a specific incident. Sometimes. That, yeah. It's this, that Fugazi song reminds me of the South Park episode, Something Wicked This Way Comes When a Walmart Comes to Town. It's kind of the same vibe. But those were all my ones. All I right. thought we had to have a lot. And I didn't know there was a second theme. Well, the second theme is one that we just Second the theme's spot. a surprise. Oh, um, who was responsible for the back pocket theme? Was it you, Anya? Nope. It was me. Oh, was it Connor? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm just blaming Anya for everything. Anya, you saw Stevie Wonder, didn't you? <laughs> Do I like look like Anya? Or like, what's... Where is the confusion here? It's because we're... Yeah, what is it? Like, we're not the same height? You're I don't know. Irish. Yeah, it is. Because you're both yeah, you're, you're just racist towards the Irish. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, what's your secondary theme then out of your back pocket? So my know. secondary theme um, is gateway songs. Um, so I kind of was approaching this from the angle of a song that you heard that like got you into a, a whole genre. Um, but I, you know, I'll settle for maybe a song that gets you into a certain band or, but you know what I mean? Something that really made you like turn a corner and, and, kind of dive deeper into a style of music or a band or something like that um and for me and also this was just an ex- this is just an excuse for me to, to shoehorn in my favorite song of all time which is uh wichita lineman uh, 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 which um really was the song that got me into country uh like i new country songs in the past and i kind of liked them but i never had one like really resonate with me and um Nearly got you into a gay orgy down in Austin that time too. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly did. Nearly did. Um, and I, I was just up at my like uh, I was up at my family's one time, and they had like this free CD that you get with a newspaper called Country Moods for and, and sitting in the car, and I was like, I'll "Was stick. the mood spelt with a Z?" It was not. Oh yes. Um, but uh, I stuck it on, and it's got a lot of really good songs on it. Um, and it's kind of like you know that kind of slightly softer seventies country or whatever, eighties nineties whatever. But um, it had which alignment, and I'd never heard it before, and I was just like, "What is this?" And I just listened to it like so much. One of those songs where I'll play and get to the end and just put it right back to the start again. I don't know and if I know it. Who sings it? Glenn Campbell. Oh right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, it has a really high pitched. Oh, he passed. He passed away not that long ago. 
Yeah, actually, there was that documentary about him, but I can't bring myself to watch it because it just seems like it'd be funny. It seems like it would be so sad because he he had like kind of like a long illness, right? Like he had Alzheimer's. Was it Alzheimer's? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I also I saw the trailer a few times for that documentary, like at Hot Docs, and I'm like, that looks heartbreaking, Mm. and I can't quite bring myself to it, even though I don't know any of his music. Tebs loves it as well. You know, you know more than uh, yeah. You probably know more than you think. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Galveston. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that song got me really into country and I really love country. And yeah. Nice. Good one. It's not that easy to think of one, though. I've got one. Go. <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Nice. Uh, I'm in your mind, Fuzz. That was my sort of, uh, I think, introduction into the psychedelic garage. Psychedel- I said that weird. Psychedelic garage rock sort of space um right. i think got into them and then sort of like got into like ty siegel and stuff and it kind of just opened up a world of like anything that's um produced by Castleface um and stuff Castleface records so yeah but i think king gizzard was the first one where i was just like holy shit what is this this is great do you recall how you first heard that song no it might have been um it, i think it might have been henry Rollins' radio show because he plays mm-hmm. a lot of psychedelic music um he plays a lot of ty siegel and the ocs and stuff like that so it might it, it might have been through henry Rollins. like um i don't think it was through kexp i think it might have just been yeah so i listen to his radio show sometimes he does a a show on sundays for two or three hours and he always has the show notes and i yeah it probably would have been him actually because that would have been like maybe six or seven years ago and uh i discovered a lot of music through him and then i got into more listening to kxp on a, a regular to find new stuff i uh a recommended video came up for me on youtube there and it was the best live performances of 120 minutes so it was actually like a, a you remember that mtv show 120 minutes mm. yeah and it wasn't actually like a youtube cut it was like a special that aired in 93 120 minutes that was or not 93 94 maybe um and henry rollins was presenting it <laughs> and he was just like yeah i'm henry rollins and i'm here today to talk to you about i'm like man he was so stiff like and so dry and he's not usually he's usually got a bit of crack about him like and yeah, i was yeah. like wow but what a guy i know i know you guys don't really like him but i like it he was good and i like that movie he never died they made a song i I haven't seen that movie yet i'm really fond of the movie where he plays a cop the chase do you guys know that movie oh it's so good plays a cop who else um, is in it? Um, <laughs> Flea and Anthony Kiedis are in it really briefly. Oh, that is a strange lineup. It's, it's such a good movie. So Charlie Sheen is the main guy and he is, um, he ends up like, they're looking for him for a crime that he didn't commit because he plays a clown at birthday parties, but somebody else dressed as a clown did this crime or whatever. Anyways, but he's in yeah, like a, a, a petrol station and he abducts a woman with a chocolate bar and it's like, just needed yeah. to get out of there because there was cops. And then there's this highway chase and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are trying to get after them. And then there's like all of this, um, like TV crews and everything going after them. And Henry Rollins plays like the main cop after them. But I just, I really yeah. enjoy that movie. I know that movie. Yeah. I've never seen it. There's a very sexy sex scene while he's still driving the car. Yeah. yeah. She, you one gets like Stockholm syndrome. She does. She loves him at the end. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Actually, we're in the end. That movie, I remember seeing that a long time ago on VHS and it reminds me of a life less ordinary. I haven't seen that. Oh, no. They're yeah, not similar that. really, but it's, it's like, it just reminds me of it. That's Ewan McGregor, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a similar vibe, but. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack, too. lads. Yeah. I have Tasty. a bunch. I have a bunch of answers for that question because when oh. I get into something, I, I obviously will keep it short, but when I get into something, I get crazy into it. So I, whenever, whenever there's one thing I'm into, I'm like, oh shit, and then I'll just bury myself in it. But the main one for me is uh, Sailboats Behind Trees. It's the Screamo song that just starts off like, just like a big, massive, dirty, you know, Screamo snares are very tight. There's pop, 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 pop. And the vocals are just unintelligible. Just like... I was like, what's wrong with this fella? I was already really into metal at that point, but more like, 
black metal and just like yeah i don't know it's just i was getting really into baroness and torch and stuff at the time and i heard this and i was like holy fuck this guy's got a lot of energy but he's sad and then pretty much since that day i've like my main bread and butter is emo and screamo like old school emo like 90s emo which is just hardcore emotional hardcore not like fringes and makeup and shit and which that is was, the bread that was the and, first one which and, is the bread and which is the butter well i'll tell you the the bread for me is the screamo. The butter is the emo. I feel like I still, to this day, like still go to local emo shows and screamo shows. That I, I remember I went with you and Mike, Paul, but the oh, tickets yeah. were really expensive. And you're like, well, oh, yeah, that one, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going in. Yeah. But, uh, that, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but were you at that Baroness gig? In, yeah. Uh, for yeah. Zeppelin's I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was right up the front. There was, there was a, a well. torch, a comedian, Baroness. <laughs> But that okay. that's so sailboats went on. The drummer went on, and he was in Loma Prieta after. Who were like probably my favorite band of all time now. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, they just kept the same vibe. It just got really all the all the tunes I wrote after that had like kind of a black metal guitar vibe to it. And I always do did that black metal screaming, but not black metal tunes. So I like about screamo. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the first place I heard it uh, is you won't believe this, but. My, I moved into this house with my buddies Barry, my, my cousin Barry, his buddy Barry, and uh, my buddy Eamon. Did you I was call the, it the House of Barrys? We used to call it the House of Barrys. Did you, did you change Barry's your name tea? to Barry? I think they called yeah. it the Palace. I think they used to Palace call it the, of Barry's. Barry's yeah. tea, I assume. Barry A. Uh, Steve was moving out, and he said, I, do I want some of his shit? Some of his shit was a... Remember those mini disc players? Yeah. He, he gave me a mini disc player with a load of just like homemade recorded stuff like that he put on his computer CDs that he put on mini discs and like one of them was just like the apple seed cast and then at the end of it was behind trees by sailboats just out of nowhere. So uh that got yeah a rando mini disc got kind of changed my life really like it just fucking got me into playing different music and just getting really really into screamo. <laughs> What do you think that you'd listen to now if you never heard that song? Uh, I probably would have been more into, like, it's probably the same stuff, Doom, Stoner, and Black Metal, but I just wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have started Terriers or Slugbait or any of those bands. I probably just would have went straight for something like what I play now. Do you know when I first met you and you were saying how you knew my brother? I, like, you mentioned Slugbait, and it was, I remember it was in 1602. Maybe it was at Paul's birthday or something. I can't remember. But it was really loud in there and I couldn't really hear it. But I remember texting my brother being like, some lad whose nickname is Slugbait claims that he knows you. <laughs> I thought good. that that was, you were like, everyone in court calls me Slugbait. I was like, you should consider that. You should consider getting Slugbait tattooed across your stomach. Yeah, that was like, that band was fun. We used to just, that was just an excuse to go drinking. Not that we needed one, but we used to just get absolutely hammered and play rando tunes. I had a looper, so I had loop riffs, so I didn't have to play the whole tune and stuff, and I just yeah. drank. <laughs> I mean, Kenny knew who I was talking about. So, yeah, and yeah. I was just so confused. That's that's my one. And then the honorable mentions will be uh, getting me into Prague, King Crimson, Construction of Light. Uh, what a fucking catchy tune. And then for nice. the, the song Echoes by Pink Floyd really got me into Pink Floyd. Metal's still my favorite Floyd album. I listen to Echoes like a lot still. Just that, just that yeah. it's an epic journey. Yeah. I, I love Can when I... you like, you've listened to a band, like, you know, you're talking about King Crimson. I haven't got into King Crimson, but I've sat down and listened oh. to them lots, but it's never really clicked. And I love when you get like Cocteau Twins is the same where I like, sat down and listened oh, yeah. to them a couple of times and I was like, eh. And then one day I just listened to Heaven or Las Vegas and I'd listened to it. I've heard it before, but I listened to it and I was just like, holy shit. And it's, it's amazing how like, just at the right time or something it can really yeah yeah just click you know king crimson for me are are not like my favorite prog band or anything but it did get me into more prog related stuff these guys i knew had been showing me different stuff like the mad vision orchestra and weird shit like that and i was like well that's great yeah so i got into more of that shit can I give an honorable mention? Um, oh, yeah. As like you just reminded me of like the different sort of music types. Um, but for Ronnie's for sort of getting me into, is it kraut rock? Is that how you say it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, What's that? <laughs> uh, uh, no, Nui, I can never pronounce Noi. it. Noi. Noi. Like whenever Nick pl- worked at Ronnie's on a Friday night, he always played that song and I fucking loved it and got into their album and then like digging and doing some research and then discovered uh ar and machines that album that i really really like and just i haven't delved like 
fully into it, but I did spend a few months listening to a lot of Kraut Rock. Kraut was huge in Cork for a bit, like the trumpets at Jericho, man, they're so good. Just a local band from Cork, they used to just play the Krautest, just like the same note for so long, then a bit of keyboard would come in. But the more keyboard that came in, the keyboardist would like start moving his leg more. Like his oh, leg, it's like the leg was a conductor. Just like his have, left leg. Did he have a stitch because he was waiting around so long? Maybe. Or like, it's possible. It's or not a possible. stitch. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. But the Alter uh, Hours used to play with them a lot and they're kind of crowdy as well. They're not more psyched these days, but when they first started out, they were like more crowdy. I like that, like, Krautrock obviously either started as a joke or maybe an insult, but I like that it has just evolved into, like, an actual genre of music. Like, I don't think it was either. So Kraut tunes are just like... Do, 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 is Noi Hallo uh, Gallo? Hallo Gallo, yeah. That's okay, no, I do. I have them on playlists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that one song that's so long, and he used to play it, like, every... It was, Anya, you would be with me, like, every Friday. Yeah. It got into my head somehow, but sure, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, that was when we used to, <laughs> there would always be lots of free pints and Jameson's and stuff. There you I, go. I just remember no, that free, free shots for Tara. Okay. I'm like, take this. I never knew that. Like, I thought everyone got free shots. And then <laughs> there was one time that, um, what was it around Christmas or your birthday or something that he gave you a free oh, shot, but then you tipped a lot. And I was like, so you just bought yourself a shot. I tipped him five bucks. I was like, here you go. Um, that's what I generally do if someone gives me a free drink in a bar as well. I'll just tip them the amount of what it was. I don't. Well, like that's that's kind of the deal. Is that? Is it? No, because I I, t- I tip like more than usual there. Tip more than usual. You yeah. Don't give like like the full cost of it, mm. but ultimately yeah. they get more money in their pocket. You spend less for drink, and the business loses out. Yeah, and like I kind of yeah. So always felt like but I always felt that like you were more like pals with them whereas I used to just go and drink with you so if I but got a free shot I'd be like I'm just gonna does, does the business lose out though I would argue probably I, I, not I don't think it does because no, you go back there more often there. yeah, yeah. Not, not in the grand scheme of things yeah. like if you've got a lot if, you, if you're playing the long vision game I think yeah. business <laughs> yeah this isn't a holiday this is a lifestyle Sort of they're kind of wasting their time though, because we're going to go no matter what. You know what I mean? I know there was a, there was a period of time where I bought an awful lot of uh, jokes on them. <laughs> jokes on them. We're only trying to get back. Idiots. <laughs> I just remember there was a long time where I bought so many Jameson shots because I couldn't talk to that bartender. That every time I tried to talk to him, he's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And I'd be like, two shots of Jameson, please." <laughs> it's true. That's a good. Because uh, I often got that second shot of Jameson too. Yeah, I'd be like, Anya, I don't know what happened. Do you want to go agree or will I? Uh, You go on. Do you have something there? I do. Go on, yes. Um, Sure, look, you're already talking. You might as well keep going there. Okay. Uh, Mine was, okay, first of all, uh, caveat, I will bastardize all the pronunciations that follow. Um... I remember watching the film Broken Flowers, the Bill Murray film. I don't know. The film itself wasn't very good, but the soundtrack is amazing. Mm. It was that Ethiopian jazz group, uh, Mulatu Astak, I think they're called. But that was my gateway into, I heard that, watched the movie, looked them up, and then went on like a spiral of listening to Ethiopian jazz afterwards. Ethiopian jazz is amazing. And their particular album is great because it's got loads of, like hit like organ sounds and it's just amazing you should li- look them up listen to them sweet I oh i'm excited really yeah want to. That's yeah fantastic the um share sleep dope smoker was on that uh that soundtrack and on the soundtrack cd they only included like six minutes of it because they couldn't probably include 63 minutes song yeah. amongst the rest of the fucking soundtrack i just listened to that album i just texted you about it recently yeah Man, classic, classic Seb last night has one took of a joint. Plays Sleep's Holy Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Sleep, man. They're, they're just, everything they do is spot on. That Broken Flowers film had a, like a version of P.A. Jezu, that like classic song that's really good. You don't know one. I no. that. <laughs> Google it. It's like P.I.E. And J J E S U, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's like a Tim kind of a. Yeah. Yeah. Like a classical. Oh, it's a good one. 
who was that directed by? That I don't remember. I've never, I've never it's seen Jim this one. It's Jim Jarmusch. Is it? Right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, it is too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The it, the main song, which is Yigele Tetzeta or whatever. I've sent it to you guys, but uh, <laughs> get it on the. Someone playlist. can learn how to pronounce it properly, but it's really good. Yeah. And would you find yourself like was that like a, a one-time rabbit hole or how, like did you branch out into other types of African jazz or Ethiopian jazz or? Um, yeah, because if you look it up, you can find like compilations of Ethiopian jazz mm. that are really really good to listen to. But like, I won't lie, I don't remember the names of what I've been listening to. I mean, jazz Ever? is kind of hard because like a lot of the times. It's not like the middle of a jazz song. They're like, born in the USA. <laughs> There's less hooks. Like, yeah, less names shouted at you. Yeah. I think it's hard to remember songs and artists in general since moving to Spotify because you don't look at it. it. You're just listening yeah. to it. Like, it's true. And you get brought to the next thing and the next thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm rubbish. Yeah. I have to like, like things or save them or otherwise I can never find that person that yeah. I enjoyed before. That's why I really yeah. love my last FM. I know it's extremely outdated, but I, I can still go on there and be like, someone's like, have you ever listened to this band? And I'm like, actually, I listened to one album of theirs in 2014 on a Wednesday afternoon. But, um, Connor, you were meant to make us a plug-in for Last <laughs> FM to see if you did. So you haven't listened to the bloody podcast. The no, songs, I remember we're, we're songs at four AM and songs at four PM. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Did you do uh, that? Did I fuck? Uh, I don't know, hate programming <laughs> stuff. It was his I, idea. I hate it so much. You have to pay me an incredible amount of money to do it. We'll do it in uh, Immature Themes: The Reunion Edition. <laughs> what? Well, when we meet in person. <laughs> If yeah. you can, if you can make the plugin using either HTML, VBA, SQL, or very basic JavaScript, I can do it. But All probably right, not. Seb, you have probably to stop could. talking because otherwise, Greer is going to leave, and we're not going to get his choice. Because if we start talking about, I have nowhere to, language, I, I have nowhere to go. Like <laughs> as boring as it is, <laughs> it's still the best thing I have on offer. So, um, like, do you think Seb could induce a stroke in Greer? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, now he's kind of dead. Now you lost, lost your headphones. Yeah, I, I, I'd kind of, I'd say the same about sort of Nigerian music, actually. Um, I love uh, like Sunny A Day, what everyone knows, Fela Duty, but there's a bunch of great stuff like that. I think they call it Juju music or Afrobeat, really, but um, that's not what I was going to say. I had a hard time thinking of something, though. But I, I did think of uh, the first time I heard Sigur Ross, um, and the, it was the album. I was probably about sixteen. I think my my brother in law now he he had a few CDs hanging around, and it was the first time I saw I heard uh, Kid A actually, and that was mm. mental. But also, Kid A is in this book as a protest album. Get the fuck! Mm. I would have thought. Yeah, about that, yeah. The Thief yeah. was their protest album. Yeah, but even would be, but, yeah, but that, um, but the Sigur Ross album that it's like that untitled one with the parentheses, like, oh, just, yeah. just and like untitled four and shit. That's... Yeah, and like I threw that on, like I remember just in the living room at home, and I was like, "What is this?" Like I just mind blown. Like I'd never heard anything like it, and it really like just created a new a new part of my brain for like that type of stuff that it was okay, like atmospheric music, let's just say it might be the first time I'd heard something that wasn't a typical song structure, like, or mm. this type of thing. And you would listen to it in a different manner. Like, and i still, they're my go-to every time I'm in an art gallery because I love mm. going to art galleries, but I hate listening to people talk about art. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hate it. So every time I go to the AGO, I listen to Sigur Rós. Like, right. it's, nice. it's like perfect that it's not you can that kind of get into what you're watching it's not super distracting but it's really atmospheric like it's really nice it'd be good if there was a Sigur Ross cover band called Sigur Ross from Friends oh my god Ross you're from Friends killing it with the cover band <laughs> there's already there's a there's a, there's a band DJ. called Ross and Friends yeah so oh, it's, it's actually a techno, yeah. mash up yeah both of oh them. is there oh okay yeah there's, and he's got a song that's called like something like the lizard or lizard king and someone was like is this you 
sent it to me and was like, is this you? Is this your band? I was like, no. I just had to really like. <laughs> I mean, I just sent you something today being like, crack lizard. Is yeah. You? I just like lizards. Those videos to Suga Ross, that untitled album, were fantastic. Those like kids with the mm. gas masks and shit. Yeah, and it just, and the same actually with Kid A, funnily enough, the whole aesthetic of that, um, that release, and they kind of had the little bear, and they, but it was all like mm. mountainous ice scapes, but it was a digital mm. um, thing as well, and that all really affected me in a way, or affected me, but like I just was consumed by the whole, like yeah. not just the music being weird and something completely new to me as a 16 year old or 15 or whatever it was. Did the you whole like, um, when it was presented? What's that? Amina, is that how you say it? It's, it was just half of Sigurosa's band, right? They did their. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of the glass, the water glass thing, and they like played a saw too, I think. I've never, never listened to that. I haven't listened to Jonesy and Alex, which is. Yeah. Jonesy. 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 Right, Jonesy. My brother and I went to see Amina at. Um, Kilkenny Cathedral and it was so beautiful and it was lovely nice. but uh, the thing that was a real bummer is that we were fir- front row but you're sitting on pews and so we were on either side of the aisle so Kenny was over there and I was here and um, I was really really enjoying it but it was almost too close because it was a church that I'm just like you felt awkward because you had eye contact with them as they're playing and they're doing all these like water glasses and all this stuff <laughs> and I was like it's too close <laughs> I hate that feeling too. Like you're staring and you're like, where else am I going to look, fucker? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then, you, then they're looking he's right back at head, you. And like, he starts oh. staring back at you and he's yeah. like, you want to go? And you're like, <laughs> fucking go. Yeah. I hate it. Um, That's, speaking of that fucking Kid A, well, this isn't Kid A, but OK Computer. You remember the video to Paranoid Android? It was that Swedish yeah. artist, Robin. Mm-hmm. Remember that cartoon, Robin? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That fucking, that video, that video is cool. I love all that 90s animation. I still have like a, fucking wild affinity for those nine that 90s style mm. and especially comic books and movies still mm. like um the max you guys know the max and stuff like that like beavis and butthead style like just that scratchy oh, yeah. like spawn the punisher that kind of stuff does yeah. I'm, I'm back reading a lot of punisher now all because i just can't let go of all that 1992 to 1998 era aesthetics just the aesthetics yeah i love it all right. Well, Greer, back to your Sigaros. What other sort of style of like, so you do- dove into that atmospheric, um, like, what would you call that? Just like instrumental post rock. Post rock. It's more ambient. Yeah. Yeah. Ambient, I think. It's, but that, that record. Nino esque. I wouldn't call Sigaros yeah. post rock, really. I, I think it would. Really? I think, I, really? Is it like Brian, is Brian Eno post rock? It's closer to like, in a center landing by Eno than it is. You know, fucking. I know what's what's an early post rock band? Like honestly, Mogwai. Mogwai, but yeah. really early post rock is kind of like talk Tortoise. talk, Slint. talk talk, yeah, talk talk, and then and like like late as fuck talk talk, th- and really late. Yes, started. I think Sigur Ross in general are more guitar based than Eno. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. and I think well, that's the real kicker for post rock stuff is where they're doing. It's it's like that reappropriation of rock instrumentation to play non rock music. Yeah. And not even just the abandonment of what, what you would consider a song structure, like um just the pace. Just the pace. It's just mm-hmm. like it's okay it's to the big crescendo have a, shit and then just yeah. like and just to yeah, open up that that's a thing that to dig into and then when I'd see it again I'd be, you know. I was prepared for being into it, and I loved I loved that stuff. Um, and there's appropriate times for all types of music, but that's one of them. And you know, so. have you watched um the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? That movie. That's one of my dad's yeah. movies. Yeah, with Ben Stiller. It's it's like it's like a really good movie. It's not like the best movie in the world. It's it's really charming. It's like a sweet movie. But the music, the soundtrack is very good. It's a lot of, um, I think they use a lot of Sigurose sort of stuff, but it's- It's filmed in Greenland, isn't it? In Greenland and in Iceland. Yeah, so part of the storyline is that he goes to Greenland, then he goes to Iceland or whatever, but it's just so beautiful the way that it's filmed. Like I watched it thinking it would just be like another Ben Stiller, like, oh, whatever. But it's it's really, really cinematic. It's like, it's really pretty. And the music adds to it. Wow. Um, I just recalled that, I was in a post-rock band in 
2008, 2009 with Enda and our friend Tom, who I think you've, you've met once or twice, who's over here and another guy, um, which I'd never brought up before, but we're on Bandcamp. I'll send if you want to listen to What's some. What's the name of it? They're called This Is How It Ends. Ooh, Ooh very post-Rocky. <laughs> That's the name of a movie starring Forrest Whitaker, no? Don't know. The lads picked the name, but I think it's from a um, at the drive-in song lyric, maybe. Um, Anya, you were in a post-rock band as well. That's how you met John. That was a shoegaze band. Shoegaze, shoegaze. But I was band. Tom, who was in Connor's band, was in the band with me and John. And and his brother used to play <laughs> guitar in that band. In the room, Tom <laughs> played in that band. Ireland is tiny. It's a small street. I have another one of things that got me into speaking at Classic FM. I used to work in a liquor store and I would always put on John Kelly's show on Lyric FM. And he used to play the weirdest shit and then sometimes regular stuff. But he got me into crazy stuff that I never would have heard otherwise. But one thing he did play was Marissa Nadler. uh, Songs 3, Bird in the Water. And... um, I bought that CD that day when I heard it and I'm a huge Marissa Nadler fan. I've seen her a bunch of times and yeah. seen her here and all that and buy all the records. And then I'm it's, also huge into female-led folk now, that genre in general. Has there been ever um, a time on Spotify that you've discovered something new through like Discovery, Discover Weekly or anything? Oh yeah, like yeah, every, yeah, si- yeah. every single Monday. Yeah. I yeah. don't know about Discover Weekly, but you know if you'd be listening to something and the album finishes and it just automatically yeah. plays something yeah. else. Yeah. similar more, more in that case but um yeah just plenty of plenty of good stuff all right on that note um i'm gonna stop recording uh any any final words goodbyes watch the uh, sopranos good advice ireland sent ireland sent a turkey to the eurovision just remember that yeah <laughs> Did no he don't That's remember true. that don't well, ever that is true don't ever talk about that dust in the turkey and the and last thing even worse they sent a north side Lighter turkey. The last thing I was going to say about the whole Spotify thing was after I get mod gone, I just get recommended the same stuff I listen to anyway, which is Philadelphia bands with female singers. Like that's almost all of what I listen to these days, pretty much. But, Thanks uh, for bringing it back to you to end. Yeah, that's that's. But I wanted I wanted to finish that piece because I didn't know we we're going to end abruptly. I thought we we're still talking about Spotify playlists. <laughs> ah, no cheese on the cheeseburger. No cheese. <laughs> <laughs>